Hey, I'm Alan Hunter. You're listening on the Pantheon Network. We got another day of NBA action. And with FanDuel, every night is a watch party. So it's time for your FanDuel crew to make their bets. So, what's the move tonight, gang? You know that new customers who bet $5 get $200 back in bonus bets if you win. Woohoo! We're heating up, fam. Bet all the stars with all your friends and make every moment more only on FanDuel. New customers bet $5, get $200 back in bonus bets if you win. Make every moment more with FanDuel. It goes down in the field. Twenty-one plus and present in Virginia. First online real money wager only. Ten dollars first deposit required. Bonus issued is non-withdrawable. Bonus vest that expires seven days after receipt. See full terms at FanDuel.com/sportsbook. Gambling problem? Call one eight hundred Gambler. Night racing is back at Richmond Raceway this spring. Top NASCAR drivers like Ryan Blaney. Chase Elliott, Bubba Wallace, Ross Chastain, and Virginia's own Denny Hamlin will battle under the bright lights. And this historic track also offers a rocking infield experience with unparalleled access to your favorite drivers and one of the best tailgate scenes around. For a weekend of friends, family, and amazing short track action, head to Richmond Raceway, March 29th through 31st. Get tickets now at richmondraceway.com. We're rock and rollers at heart here at the Prisoners of Rock and Roll, but we both have a soft spot for Christmas music. In our annual Christmas episode, we decided to hop into a one-horse open sleigh and take a trip down memory lane to the classic Christmas songs of the 40s, 50s, and 60s. These are the songs we opened our presents to as kids, and many of them are from artists who were enormously popular at the time, but we really only hear around the holidays this time of year. So grab some punch and settle in, as we're having a classy, classic Christmas. Santa Claus is coming to town. Say, Perry, somebody's ringing the front doorbell. Shall I answer it? Oh, tell him to go away, Helen. We've got to decorate this Christmas tree. Where do I connect the lights, Perry? Artie, all you have to do is put the thing in a plug. Hey, Perry, I can't find a train switch. Know where it is? Bobby, the train switch is always where it's always been. Hey, Perry, what do you want for Christmas? Now, wait a minute. Where are you going? Oh, I'm going out to give a few haircuts. You guys go ahead and sing. I'll be right back. You better watch out, you better not cry, better not... What's up, everybody? Welcome to Prisoners of Rock and Roll, episode number 75. My name is Bruce Kramer, and I'm sitting by the Yule Log tonight with my very good friend and my co-host, straight from the island of Misfit Toys, Santa's little helper, the little drummer boy himself, Ryan McCusker. Are you rocking around the Christmas tree? Nice. Prisoners of Rock and Roll is part of the Pantheon Podcast Network, and our show is sponsored by Boldfoot Socks and McCusker's Tavern in Philadelphia. What's going on, brother? Our fourth Christmas episode. I know. I'm having a cool Yule, man. Right on, dude. It's very festive around the bar. All the lights are up. You know, everything looks good. I love the holidays. I love South Philadelphia during Christmas. There's a lot of neighbors who get involved putting lights up and putting little how can you say um themes to their windows it's very cool yeah dude i know there's a couple streets down by you where like people put lights across the street like from one side of the row homes to the other and it looks very cool and 
you're broadcasting from your by your tree and you got your train set and you're all ready to I go. Am. I am. I'm take taking all forces go for Christmas. You know, I'm really trying this year to enjoy it. Right on, you know, man. It's all about giving and it's all about love, man. I don't know. Yeah, dude. I got a Christmas beer. I'm using my Prisoners of Rock and Roll pint glass that the warden gave me for Christmas yes. a couple of years ago. And we didn't I have, have our uh, yep. trademark attorney sue him for making ripoff <laughs> merchandise with our logos on it. But he gave me I was at a Christmas party last weekend at a friend's house and Rob gave me some uh, some Christmas beer. So I'm having one of those. And I agree, dude. You know what? Today, man, it worked. We do a thing where like each floor of our building, we adopt some families for Christmas and we give them all kinds of gifts. And uh, I was letting everybody use my truck today because i was bringing um i brought like six bikes up into the office today for us to oh, donate wow. to these families that don't have anything and uh yeah dude, we, we go all out we give these families like a here's a 500 hundred dollar shop right gift card so you can go have a really nice christmas dinner we give them like a tree if the kids want a ps5 we get them a ps5 like we go we go all out it's really really cool oh wow but, i mean their reaction must be unreal yeah, it's awesome, dude. It's yeah. uh, it's one of my favorite times of year when like all the gifts and stuff are coming back into the office, and yeah, it's cool to be a part of. And said so I was, I was driving all over New Jersey today, uh, picking up bikes and bringing them in the office. It was cool. And then I was riding one of the bikes like through the hallway of the office, like <laughs> like a clown today. But I was, we had a good time. Yeah, you know, all the so, CEOs are like, "Who is this guy?" Yeah, like, right, oh, right. Oh, he, by the way, he's got a podcast. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> World famous. I also do need to stop over to the bar one day next week when you're there or uh, maybe when you're not there because I do have something small I got to drop off at your house. And it's not just the oh. uh, uh, the Hershey's chocolate I picked up for you a couple of weeks oh, ago. I've been thinking still, about that chocolate. I'll Absolutely. get it to you before Christmas, man. I'll. OK, I appreciate that. Yeah, dude. I'll either cool. uh, I'll come in one afternoon when you're working or I'll just I'll come in and just leave it. And uh, I don't know. I'll put like I'll write something on the box and so nobody eats all the chocolate. <laughs> no, but like green chocolate. beans or something. Yes. Hide that shit. So it's our fourth annual Christmas episode, which I, I still just blows my mind. But yes. we've done a little bit of everything. We did some rocking Christmas. We did music that stinks. We had a Christmas party and you had the great idea. And you've just been crushing it this week. That's this whole year, man. You just you come up with the show ideas and you were like, let's just do a classy, classic Christmas. Yes. I mean, I don't feel like goofing around this year. I really feel, truly feel like getting the spirit. And these original recordings of these songs are amazing. Like, there's like 15 Christmas songs, and everybody records them. You know what I mean? There's like thousands of versions of Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas. It's endless. I agree. And as I said in the monologue, I mean, these are the songs that you grew up with. And I don't know, man. I, I tend to, I feel like I'm a grumpy old man. Like I was listening to the Christmas station. I, I listen to Christmas music. I start before Black Friday these days. Right, right. But I was listening to like Holly on Sirius XM and there was like contemporary versions of songs. And I was kind of like, a lot of this stuff I don't, I don't really like. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, there's a lot of Christmas music I do not like. And I don't like, I really don't like the new generation of Christmas music. Like I, I know we like to have fun and listen to like, Christmas rock and Christmas music and like that, but a lot of it's really dumb and stupid, you know. Like especially what's the most popular Christmas song in the last twenty years? That Mariah Carey song. Exactly. She's playing Philadelphia tonight. 
She's she got, like, is, yeah. She's playing like the Wells Fargo Center, right? Yeah, she's got like a Christmas show happening. Yeah. And how much money she makes off of that. I was reading some stuff about it today like she doesn't really need to do anything else she's making no. so much money off of that every year in the royalties but but this stuff is it's just timeless and it's it said it's classy and it's amazing like just reading about some of these artists how huge they were in the 50s and they're just yeah. guys that like you don't know like we were playing we were just playing perry como you know and i pulled up his you know, his Wikipedia page while it was playing. He's like, a dude sold a hundred million records. I couldn't wow. name one song by Perry Como outside of his Christmas stuff. I always knew who he was. I remember him, his category, you know, but uh, I couldn't tell you any of his songs. I bet I've heard a billion of them. Right. I just can't think of one. <laughs> and a lot of these artists, just as the, uh, you know, his music, the music industry evolved and these guys like you, you, they only surface again at Christmas time. You know, Bing Crosby was one of the biggest stars in the world. Like, well, we'll go through the whole list, but so many of these guys, you were like, Oh my God, how many tens of millions of records did so many of these people uh, sell? And they really only come back. They surface up again now around Christmas time. They're like the only things that survived their career is the Christmas songs. Even yeah. even somebody like Sinatra, it's like I, I'm sure a lot of people just know his Christmas stuff without really knowing a whole lot about his discography. And you know, he's probably the most famous out of all these like crooners who still you know people recognize. Like Frank Sinatra, like I was thinking about this week. I mean, he is such a great musician, and he does not get the I don't know that that credit for being a musician. It's more being known for being a croner you know but he has a a lot of he has that one christmas album that's dynamite yeah and we talked about him a lot when we did the rat pack episode just how much he did for just tearing down racial barriers frank is a classic he's definitely christmasy let's hear have yourself a merry little christmas this is like the pinnacle of the classy christmas songs man this is off of A Jolly Christmas from Frank Sinatra, 1957. Here you go. Our troubles will be out of sight Have yourself a merry little Christmas Make the Yuletide gay Troubles will be miles away. God, I love that song, man. That is my favorite Christmas song. I like that a lot too. Yeah, I mean, there's there's a bridge in there. It's heartbreaking. It's he he is such a great voice and musician. As I was saying, the the pitch of his voice is just so perfect. Yeah. You know, it's like it's like ringing a bell. I, it's uh, flawless. It really is. It's and um, it's one of a kind. It's been often imitated, but never actually being blue eyes. You know, it's he's probably the guy out of all the crooners that I I have listened to the most over the years, and I'm still just uh, just in awe of his voice. Just how you know, and I tend to like people with interesting sounding voices, and uh, yeah, a lot of people like gravelly voices or deep voice and his is just uh the the tone is just 
like you said, flawless is the perfect way to describe yeah. it. My favorite Rat Packers, Dean Martin. He was just a funny guy. He had more personality. He was just really funny. He wasn't the better singer out of him than Sinatra. I think Sinatra is a better singer, but Dino had a better personality. This song's controversial, man. Yeah, we it, still it hung up about outside. that. I... I don't know. Let's play a little bit of it. But baby, it's cold outside. Got to go but away. baby, it's cold outside. Been hoping that you drop in. I'll hold your hands, they're just like ice. Beautiful, what's your heart? Listen to the fireplace roar. Beautiful, please don't hurry. Put some records on while I pour. Baby, it's bad out there. I love that song. I, I don't it's know great. why it's. I don't know, man. People are lame. But like, this is my argument with it. Okay, they find that offensive. You know what I find offensive? The Santa Baby. That is like a gold digger song. Like, how can, you know, the Dean Martin song be controversial and like that? But then on the other side, we're going to have this Santa Baby saying, you know, I'm going to have sex appeal so I get presents like a gold digger. And that's not offensive. Come on. I totally agree with you, dude. The baby, it's cold outside. I didn't understand the we're going to cancel it now because of the Me Too movement. But yet it was still, re you know, it was re-recorded like John Legend did it and a couple other guys. And I just don't like that version of it. I don't know, man. It's 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 funny, the the song. And yeah. it's the way it's written when they're singing over top it's of each Dean other. It's Martin. It's up and down the street. He's like, hey, just stay. Have a cocktail. He was just like that playboy kind of smooth kind of guy. And I guess those guys turned into creeps later I in guess, life. I guess you know? so, like, man. But like, like society sees them as like creeps. I don't know. I don't know, man. Like, but you can, you want to deconstruct the lyrics and like, is it rapey? Is it not? It was like, dude, it's a, it's a Christmas song. And, and you're right. Dean Martin had that playboy attitude. It's just a great tune. Um, so many of his Christmas songs are just, they're they're fantastic. And I hate that Santa Baby song. I don't like Eartha Kitt's version. I I hate Madonna's version. I don't like Madonna. I hate Madonna's version. That's what made me start thinking about, like, about the song. It's like, how is this not, how is the women rights movement not offended by this song? Let's play a little bit of it. Santa Baby. Just slip a sable under the tree for me Been an awful good girl, Santa baby So hurry down the chimney tonight Santa baby, a 54 convertible to light blue I like I that version better than the other version. The Madonna yeah, I, version just sucks. Madonna tends to go through these periods where she suddenly has an accent and yes. she has, you know, she's trying to do something. She's got like a fake British accent sometimes. And I think I, she was using the dumb blonde fucking voice that she did in who's that girl movie. Yeah. I, I don't like Madonna at all. She's, she's not that far below Kate Bush in, in my opinion, but 
I, I will say with the Santa Baby song, the original, I mean, that song came out in 1953. That is rather provocative for the 50s. Definitely. Yeah, when you got Definitely. wholesome wholesome family entertainment and then she's singing, you know, you're right, is she's trying to use her sex appeal to get Santa to give her stuff. And I'm the same way with you, dude, when it's like you're just a gold digger and I just I don't like that song. But I just always thought about it when you know, baby it's cold outside came up in conversation and I at the bar and I always throw in Santa baby in there. I'm like, "Well, what about this song?" And everybody shuts up. <laughs> That's right. Right, you're a professional. You know what you're talking about. I have my own show. Right, or our, we have a show. Hey, Sorry. you're a professional, a professional music commentator, sir. <laughs> socialites. Yes, <laughs> we're socialites. I was like, I saw that. Uh, I'll cut this out, but I saw that like Snoop Dogg. Snoop Dogg has a Christmas album. I was like, how the fuck do I have like a music podcast? And I never heard that he had a. Yeah. How did he escape all the like the bad Christmas stuff that we did the one year? (laughs) The kid that has a barber shop down the street has in his window has um like Elf on the Shelf, but it's like Snoop Dogg. Snoop Dogg. Yeah. Nice. I like it. Let's keep rolling, man. What else can we talk about? Let's let's hear. Christmas is not nothing without Nat King Cole, you know, and he does um, God rest you better, gentlemen. Is that the title? Yeah, he is another one, dude, where his voice is just like, it's like ringing a church bell. It's just Butter. perfect. Yeah. yeah. Let's play it. Comfort and joy. Old tidings of comfort and joy. From God, our heavenly Father, blessed angel came, and unto certain shepherds brought tidings of the same. How that in Bethlehem was born the Son of God by name. Oh, tidings of comfort and joy, comfort and joy. Oh, tidings of comfort and joy. He was so talented, man. I might, I think I like his voices a little a little better than Sinatra's. That might be blasphemy, but I uh, no, I don't think so. It's you know, he. Maybe he would have gave Frank a run for his money if he stuck around. Yeah, he died. He was like in his mid forties. He died of um, the complication. He had lung cancer. He was a big. Uh, he was a big he was smoker. A hardcore smoker. Yeah. Yeah. And which is amazing. His voice was still that. I guess there is a little bit of smokiness to his voice, but it's not gravelly like uh, yeah. like John Mellencamp now sounds like he eats cigarettes every day. But I mean, I mean, Nat King Cole is like. His voice is so clear, you'd never think he was a smoker, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. Um, I was reading a little bit about him, too, because I was like, I didn't know a whole lot about him. And I was reading how he, um, like, he dropped out of high school to become a musician. And he was actually the first black person in America to host a radio show. So he's like, wow. Yeah, it's like, well, it's another interesting thing about, like, a lot of these guys they did so many other things. They were like multimedia stars in like the fifties. Like, you know, a lot of them did like TV and movies and acting radio and stuff. Really, really interesting. You had to do it all back then. Yeah, I guess so. Right. Even like you see like uh, all these old actors, you know, they dance, they sing, they act, you know, it's, it's like a triple threat with these guys, like all these old movies. Like I was watching white Christmas this week. And the choreographing and singing at the same time is unbelievable. Like yeah. the effort that it takes to do all that. 
That's a good point. You don't hear a lot of, um, I guess there are still some singers today that try to cross over into acting, but there's not a lot of like dancing. You know, I mean, of course, there's a couple musicals here and there, but, you know, I'm trying to think of actors that like cross over and still do like a decent job is like Harry Connick Jr. was in Independence Day and some stuff like that. That's a spell. (laughs) Right, right. Yeah, yeah, not but nothing like huge. But. No, but we can't sit here here and say J Lo is a great actor and singer. She could probably dance. She danced her ass off, but she's not a good singer. Is she a great actor? I don't know. She's done a bunch of films, and Madonna has done a bunch of films. But yeah. But anyway, we're here to talk about the classy people of Christmas, and not Madonna. You know who's I love, and I just found that this this year is Ray Charles did a Christmas album. And he does a version of Winter Wonderland. And it's just his voice and like charming of like Christmas bells. It's unbelievable. Let's play a little bit of it. You put him on here. And I was, as I was going through the playlist this week to get ready for the show, I saw that on there and I was like, I don't think I knew this one. And I listened to it. And then that led me down the rabbit hole of listening to a bunch of other Ray Charles Christmas stuff. And then that jumped into other just Ray Charles. And we were talking a little bit about him in the Real the World episode. I was like, man, the, the passion that you can hear in his voice oh, is the yeah. way he sings. You're just like, man, like, you know, anything. Hit the road jack. You're just like, you know. He put, he's, he's so passionate. I, right. Sometimes I'm in the car and I'm just like, woo, man, he's getting angry. Oh, if you, can't, if you can't get down with Ray, if you're in your car and you're driving by yourself and you're not like, uh, uh, hey. Yeah. <laughs> Oh yeah. no, we were watching uh, Plane Trains and Automobiles last weekend. Yes. And when, when John Candy's singing Messing the around. mess around. Right. Yeah, and I'm yeah. like, I'm standing in the living room like I'm dancing like John Candy was. Yeah, yeah. I, it, here you go, Winter Wonderland. Beautiful. Walking in the winter wonderland. Gone away. Here's a bluebird. Here to stay. Here's a new bird. He sings a love song as we go along Walking in the winter wonderland In the meadow we can build a snowman And pretend that he's passing round I, I, I'm not even like consciously. Do, I'm like swaying back and no, forth I'm as I'm listening yeah. to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm watching. I just, yeah. It's just like that's just the reaction you have when you listen to Ray Charles. It's just he was the greatest. Awesome. He was an original. He was the he was the original. You know, I hate that for, that thing that people say. Oh, he's the goat. He oh yeah, was. yeah. The phrase. It's so stupid, but he was then. Yeah, he could do blues and soul and rock and roll and just uh, yeah, it was like. Just he whatever he was going to sing, he just stepped into it. Even again, we go back to the We Are the World. He had that little part and he just blows the Rocked roof it. off of it. Right. He they probably like, it. They probably like just be yourself, right? Just do your thing. And he was like, all right. Yeah. You know? Right. And just you just uncork it and he just yeah. sends it. It's great. I do, I do need to listen to more Red Charles in my life. Yeah. We should do a show about him one time. I would be I awesome. Mean, yeah. There's he has a great story. I mean, He's another dude that has like we talked about maybe doing the gospel side of musicians. I mean, he had it, you know, he put out a ton of gospel albums. That'd be a good show. Like yeah, Elvis gospel and yep, Johnny know. Cash and yeah, and Ray Charles. Maybe just the three of them. Show for twenty twenty four. There you go. We already got the list going. All right. I know you hate the Alvin and Chipmunks album, 
but I love it, dude. It's we had it on eight track as a kid. You know, it, it. I think the guy who made Alvin and Chipmunks was a master at recording. What he did was it was groundbreaking at the time. I know you don't think I can see the look on your face. You know? I I think I've actually softened on this a little bit, maybe because as I've gotten older and my wife likes this song a lot, so I'm not allowed to turn it off when it comes on in the car. But I think well, also <laughs> we've listened to so much <laughs> shitty Christmas music doing this. It doesn't show. matter anymore. Right. It's moved so far down the list. I chose another song to play besides the the then and then. Okay. And great. I, I I picked a version of We Will Wish You a Merry Christmas. All right, let's hear it. I love it. Come on, Bruce. <laughs> it's like what's playing in the waiting room of hell. If you can't get down with the Alvin and Chipmunks Christmas album, you have this evilness in your soul. You are the Grinch. You are the I, Grinch. I um oh, the golden I think I've told I've told this story harmonica. before, but our the first year we were I was working in the music store, it was like shit. It was like nineteen ninety-three. And somebody played that song over and over and over and over again. And I took the CD. And I broke it in half yeah. and I melted it back together with a cigarette lighter and I stuck it in the wall of the stock room with a steak knife through the hole with a <laughs> note on it said, never play this again. Come on, dude. Uh, um, I will say technically the fact that they have them sing like the chipmunks are singing and yeah. that Dave David is Cizzo. singing in his normal yeah. voice and it's I'm all just put together. It's, yeah, it's it for its time. It was different, you know. Yeah, and 19- they sold how many how many albums did they sell that? Yeah, I'm sure it was 1965. It came out and went to uh, number 33 on Billboard. Um, yeah, it just it doesn't do anything for me. But I, I, I don't hate it as much as I did when I was a young man in high school. Yeah. You know, when I was a 17-year-old. It's a cult classic, bro. Yeah. I said my, my wife likes it a lot. So, Which is my, my wife absolutely loves Christmas movies. And we you start too. like November it is nonstop. She's probably near the room watching a Christmas movie right now. And we're the ones she's got the notebook where like where all the cool houses with Christmas lights are within like an hour drive of us. And we're, we're, she just loves going everywhere to see Christmas lights and shit like that. So I'm with her, you know, on, I have a hard drive for my TV and my buddy put all those old Christmas TV specials on the claymation ones and the old things. They're really fun to watch this time of year. We um, watch the um the Laurel and Hardy Christmas special every year on Christmas great. Day. That it's is a, great. The March of the Wooden Soldiers. You know, I was watching this week and I had to put it on a playlist was Jimmy Durante doing Frosty the Snowman. Like he he was like the host of the Frosty the Snowman special. Yeah. Yeah, yeah and he was so, the narrator. Yeah, yeah. His version of this is great. Look at that frosty goat. Over the hills of snow, Frosty the snowman was a jolly, happy soul. 
Would it fun, cut pipe and a button nose And two eyes made out of coal And with Frosty the Snowman Christmas was always very merry indeed You have a merry Christmas too Now that I love He was the man he was great, dude. And he was an old like vaudeville singer. And you can hear that, like the way that the performance in that, the way he's singing. Yeah. He was great, other, dude. He was, oh, he yeah. was funny and he, he made fun of himself, dude. If that was out now, they'd be, they would censor him or something. Right. You'd body something shaming yourself. Yeah. He was a great dude. The Schnazola. <laughs> yeah. They would shame him on just making fun of like a big nose and the big nose club would come out and be all pissed off. Yeah, right, right, right. Yeah, he called himself the Schnozola. Yeah. But he would do like car commercials, like this car is really big. It's got room for my schnoz. It was, it was great. <laughs> he had a nose for Coke. I tell you. <laughs> <laughs> I I I doubt he never, you know, but I'm just saying his nose was made for it. What other special I love is Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer. And that one was great. That's when the Misfit Toys are in it, and the guy's like, I want to be a dentist. Yes. You know? Hermy. Uh, yeah, yeah. I put a Holly Jolly Christmas from that uh, special. Yeah, that's uh uh Burl Lives. Here you go. I got I got some stuff on Burl Lives, but here's some Holly Jolly Christmas. I don't know if there'll be snow, but have a cup of cheer. Have a holly jolly Christmas, and when you walk down the street, say hello to friends you know and everyone you meet. Ho, ho, the mistletoe hung where you can see. Somebody waits for you, kiss her once for me. Have a holly jolly Christmas. And in case you... Why don't we cancel him when he says, like, kiss her once for me? I don't know. I, I don't right. know That's what's offensive. going on now anymore. This world is too weird for me, man. I can't do it. Which Burl... 2024 is going to be like. Right, right. Great. What's next? Yeah. Burl Ives is another interesting dude, like just reading a little bit about him. Like, he was a singer. He played guitar. He was a radio host. He was an actor. And it's like, I don't know, like you never hear anything about him now. Besides he pops this, up singing this, right? Other than Christmas stuff. Yeah. Just shame. It's like these guys are all like in like 50 years from now. Anybody's just going to remember Mariah Carey for that song. Nobody's going to remember like all the awesome shit she did back in the 90s. Right. That it's MTV like, Unplugged it, album and all that yeah. other stuff. It's just you get you get stuck in a gimmick and that's it, you know? Yeah, stuck in the gimmick is a great way to describe it. And it's uh it's crazy because it wasn't that long ago, right? I mean the fifties were still seventy years ago, but rock and roll yeah. and modern music is not you know, it's not a really, really old thing. You know, there's still people that were alive that may have seen Burl Lives. But let's anyway. Play, let's play some rock and Christmas music. Yeah, dude. What do you want to hear? Let's hear play Bobby Hines. What is it? Bobby Helms? Bobby Helms. Jingle yeah, Bell Rock. Jingle Bell Rock. Right on. I love the I, clean. I love the really bright guitar 
Yes. And that is kind of splashes Very clean. out. Yeah. yeah. I mean, there were so many different bad versions made of it. It's like whatever. But the original version still is is the only version I want to listen to. I was reading that song got big, too, because it was like uh, Dick Clark was playing it on American Bandstand a lot because it was one of the only Christmas songs that had the term rock in it. So sure. it was getting sure. played. And people were dancing to it. And that really helped to take off. Now, our I think one of our favorite Christmas song, Bruce's, is Run Rudolph Run. Love it. Yeah. By the amazing, legendary Chuck Berry, which we do need to do a whole episode on. I love that's one of my favorites. He is the beginning of rock and roll. I'm like listening to his voice. It's like you automatically know it's Chuck Berry. He it was at that time a different kind of voice. You know, it wasn't a country singer kind of voice. It wasn't a Motown kind of voice. It wasn't like an RB kind of voice or any of that. It was different. It was, you know, it was rock and roll. Well, you know what it also sounds a lot like is check this out. Let me just listen to this. Uh, Little Queenie by Chuck Berry. It's the same music. Listen to this. I only played 10 seconds. It's the same music. No, but he re- that's all right. That's Chuck Berry, though. He right. He takes the same chords. He throws them up. He takes them backwards. He, you know, takes them upside down. It's Chuck Berry rock and roll chords. He recorded them both in the same session, too. So he was. <laughs> did you know, he really? he, yeah, he did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I Chuck Berry, man, is one of those guys you go back and you you just start listening to and you're like, oh, my gosh, man. He wrote again, much like Ray Charles is so much great music. And uh he was so important in the early years of rock and roll. I mean, shit, he'll tell you. He, he invented rock and oh, roll. Oh, yeah. He'll tell you how important he is. Oh, yeah. I always love to hear Keith Richards talk about him. Yes. Know? Keith Richards always talks about how he got punched in the mouth by him for Get touching his stage. guitar. One more rocking song, Rock Around the Christmas Tree. Yeah, dude. Um, I've got some stuff on Brenda Lee. She's another one that you have no idea how huge she was like i don't really? i don't know much about her her music and i um she's the first woman that was in both the rock and roll hall of fame and the country hall of fame the wow. the beatles opened for her really is, is how big she was she had 47 top 100 singles in the 60s even though she did all this rockabilly music which i i love rockabilly music i'm like sure. i don't know a whole lot about her yeah i don't know anything about her but this song yeah here's rocking around the christmas tree
that's Christmas to me, man. I love it, dude. I love the um. I mean, that's a st- that's a stand up bass. It sounds like they're playing. Oh yeah, that's a sh- that's definitely a step from rockabilly. It's, and I love the it. little the little hiccup in her voice. And we're gonna do some. She's so Lynn. cute. She's so cute. Awesome. Yeah, she's yeah. still alive and said she billboard says she makes about four million dollars a year off of the royalties <laughs> of that song goodness. which is like good for her man no i hope she's definitely was set for life god bless her she's original too you know definitely somebody that when i was reading all the accolades she had i was like all right, i want to go back and i want to learn some more read some more and uh you know that's a, this isn't the the show to do all that kind of stuff but i was like all yeah. right I, I need to listen to some more of her stuff and and you know love going back to the early stages of rock and roll you know, I found this year was um, a woman named Patty Page, and she has a song called Boogie Woogie Santa Claus, and I love it. I love it. I don't know. Yeah. I don't think I know this one. Let me hear it. Boogie Woogie Santa Claus, the Boogie Woogie Santa comes to town every Christmas day. He lives up in the mountain like a hermit in a cave, never had a haircut, never took a shave. Boogie Woogie Santa Claus. Dude, that's awesome. Isn't it, though? I think that's like I don't some know. big band. Yeah, it reminds me of something of World War II. Yes. Kind of error. You know, like that big band kind of error. So again, just as it's playing, I pull up her Wikipedia page. I'm like, all right, I don't know much about her. She's got, she's the top selling female artist of the 50s. She sold over 100 million records. She had... 14 platinum singles between 1950 and 1965. Wow. And I don't, again, somebody else said, I'm like, man, I don't know much about her. They said that she was like before rock and roll and rock and roll started coming out. She kind of faded out. She definitely says rock, rock, rock in there. Yeah. And you're right. It does have like a, like an Andrew sisters, world war two kind of, kind of vibe to it, but you can hear some like rockabilly elements in that too. It's funny that you mentioned the Andrew sisters. Because I have them on the playlist, too. And I think this version of Winter Wonderland is unreal. It's definitely that World War II. Andrew's sisters are really cool. Yeah, here yeah. you go. A beautiful sight. We're happy tonight. Walking in a winter wonderland. Gone away is the bluebird. Here to stay is a new bird. He sings a love song as we go along, walking in a winter wonderland. In the meadow we can build a snowman, then pretend that he is Parson Brown. He'll say, I know we played the Ray Charles version earlier, but you know this is just a different kind of, a different version, kind of different era, a different time. I don't like uh, the song "The Twelve Days of Christmas." I, I largely. I hate that song, but the version yeah. that they do with Bing Crosby, I do, I do like a lot. Oh wow, I don't even know it. He, uh, there's just a part the way he sings Five Golden Rings." It's just, uh, I don't know. We can, whatever. No, it's, yeah, it's, look it up. It's gonna come up. We're gonna talk about Bing Crosby one way right. or the other. We'll we'll play when we get to it. That that clip, but um, yeah, dude, the the Andrew sisters. Just when I hear that, that is an immediate flashback to World War II, and uh, you know. 
to I, I'm interested in American history. I love reading about it and pop culture at the time. And uh, just they, again, another band. It was like they were just really important in everything with like helping people get through the war and all the stuff yeah. that they were doing and the tight harmonies that they sang are just yeah. great. I was in Washington last week doing some sightseeing and we're talking about World War II. And let me tell you, the World War II memorial that they have there in Washington is unbelievable. Super cool. It is. It's like this huge water fountain. It's free. And it's it's unreal. At this time, I want to thank all the soldiers and all the all those guys, you know, serving around the world, keeping absolutely, everything. yeah. Thank you very much. We just mailed a uh, care package of like Christmas cards and stuff to some soldiers for like a like a, my Boy Scout troop. We spent very an cool. afternoon making making cards for soldiers, and we did something a uh, couple months ago. We went to a veterans home near us, and we did like a flag ceremony for any of the veterans that were in the old age home, and it was uh it was very cool to be. You know, we played man. we played taps and took the flag down and retired it, and the vets were saluting, and it was it was super cool. It was very touching. Was That's really great neat. that you do that stuff, Bruce. You probably make it's, those those guys feel so great. You know, then that's what everything they deserve. Well, that was a situation like the um, the old age home. They somebody reached out to us and asked if we would come by and do a flag ceremony. It was like I'd be like, honored absolutely. to. Just, absolutely, it's yeah, just yeah. Uh, you know, my my pleasure. Boy, being a Boy Scout leader drives me crazy sometimes. But what we do <laughs> some. We do some cool stuff, and I tried telling the kids that, like, that was something for charity or giving back that we actually – you get to see and talk to the people that you're helping, yeah. right? Like, you go and clean up, like, a, a trail in the woods. You don't – like, okay, cool. But this was, like, the person that you did it for was, like, thank you for coming and doing this and shaking your hand. It was, like – it was really, really – made me feel really nice. It's like you see these, you know, these gentlemen that are, like, older and like that. You have to remember, those guys were badasses at one time. Sure. You know, they were like bad ass dudes. And now they're, you know, old men. You know, yep. it's, it's, you know, I'm sure they've seen a lot of awful things and been part of some amazing things. I'm, I was just laughing because I was complaining about having to get up off my, I was sitting on the floor wrapping gifts yesterday. I was complaining how much my back hurt when I tried to stand <laughs> up. And then you're like, compared to these guys, you know, it's just, uh, yeah, if there's any any military vets out there listening to us, man, we we love you guys, and yes, we, we are both big supporters of the military. What do you want to hear next? I want to hear "Silver Bells" by Brenda Lee. Silver bells, it's Christmas time in the city. I love that song. I was just thinking that part of the timelessness of some of these songs is, I think, the um, like the orchestral behind it, you know, like the strings and sure. all that other kind of stuff is just things you don't hear very often in modern music. No. And like we, we got these headsets on and it's really picking up all the things, you know, we never really took appreciation in, on these recordings. 
a lot of music that you just you hear all the time and you just don't spend the time to really focus focus on it and you're right it's we say it every episode is a completely different experience yeah, there's some novelty songs out there you know what i love is nothing for christmas I never I, noticed the guy. I never in the heard background. that stuff. Yeah, that's great. Ooh. The guy goes, yeah, eat a bug. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> I never noticed that before. It was cool. Yeah. We have to play your mean one, Mr. Grinch. Mr. Grinch, you really are a heel. You're as cuddly as a cactus. You're as charming as an eel, Mr. Grinch. You're a bad banana with a greasy black heel. You're a monster, Mr. Grinch. You're a monster, Mr. Bruce. That guy's voice, man, it was like, oh my God, there's no, there's no bottom to it. It just keeps going and going and going. It's Boris Karloff. The singer was Thurl Ravenscroft. Yes, yes. Karlov did like the narration. Yes, of okay. Mr. Grinch of the animated series, but that uh, that guy Thurl Ravenscroft, he was in almost like every animated Disney movie ever made. Like it's some, hmm. like to some background, you know, he was in Mary Poppins and Lady and the Tramp, Peter Pan, Alice in Wonderland. He had some. He narrates some stuff on a lot of Disney rides. I guess he oh, just wow. had a lot of a lot of he was a voiceover actor like up until he died. Oh wow. I never uh, knew too much about him. I always thought it was Karloff. Yeah, it was just like uh I don't know, man. He's like like if James Earl Jones had an even deeper voice, just yeah. super cool. Well, I'm learning things. There You're you go. I'm here to educate entertain. and entertain. <laughs> right. I am the professor. Yes. I think this is a good time to take a little break. Yeah, dude, that sounds great. Why don't we take a break and uh, I'm going to go get some more some more eggnog and we'll come back <laughs> and we got some more songs to play. We'll be back. All right. Stick around. Prisoners of Rock and Roll is sponsored by McCusker's Tavern at 17th and Shunk Streets in Philadelphia. There's something for everyone on the beer list and the jukebox in McCusker's. It's minutes from the sports stadiums in Philly, making it a great place to stop by for a few drinks before or after a concert or a game. Come see for yourself why everyone from Philadelphia Magazine to Playboy has called it one of the best dive bars in the city. Visit them at 17th and Shunk Streets in Philadelphia or on Facebook. That's McCusker's Tavern. Hey, Pantheon listeners, Christian Swain here. You caught me just finishing up some editing on Getting Real with John and Beth. I want to share my first experience with Factor Meals for you. I think you'll find this interesting because I bet the same thing happens to you. I had just received my first shipment from Factor Meals the other day, and I was excited to try one of the prepared restaurant-quality meals for myself. Anyway, I was working away and noticed it was very late, and it was my night to make dinner. I jumped up and headed to the kitchen, went to grab the ingredients for the dish I was going to make, and realized I was missing a prime ingredient. Well... 
I could make a run to the store, or I could make one of my new factor meals. <laughs> Actually, the choice was easy. I grabbed a cavatappi, an Italian-style pork ragu with garlic broccoli, heated the oven per instructions, and minutes later was enjoying a very delicious, nutritious, and dietitian approved meal. It really was everything factor meals said it would be. No prep, no mess meals. Factor meals are 100% ready to heat and eat. Take it from me and head to factormeals.com slash pantheon50 and use the code Pantheon50 to get 50% off. That's factormeals.com slash Pantheon50 and use the code Pantheon50 to get 50% off. Hey, Pantheon listeners, Christian Swain again with something every podcast listener and music junkie needs to hear. As I'm sure you can guess, I listen to a lot of podcasts. I also listen to a lot of music, so having high-quality headphones and earbuds are absolutely critical to my day. Oh, and I have numerous pairs. In fact, I have a junk drawer of used devices that have bitten the dust, so I've tried them all. Recently, I was sent a pair of earbuds by Raycon, and the first thing I noticed was the cost. Uh, Looks like their products are about half the price of other premium brands. Okay, that's cool. And the reviews seem pretty stellar. Okay, checks that box. So I got my Raycon Everyday Earbuds, a nice packaging to open, and what I immediately noticed were the pack of ear tips for sizing. Uh, I'll tell you, I have small ear canals. Uh, I know, a flaw. So to see choices for the best fit, uh, especially while exercising, uh, oh yeah. And yes, they were immediately comfortable. Sound quality was great too. Plus I have three EQ options that I love because I like more bass in my music and less in the podcasts. Eight hours of playtime for the battery is great as well. Surround sound, noise canceling, and awareness mode all included. I think I'm in business, and I just realized I've had them in all day. Like I said, super comfortable. Go to buyraycon.com slash pantheon today to get 20% off your Raycon order plus free shipping. That's right. You'll get 20% off and free shipping at buyraycon.com slash pantheon. We know it's a really festive time of year for a lot of people, and most of us are spending a ton of time with friends and family. Heck, you might be listening to this right now in your car on the way to a Christmas party. But this time of year can also be really overwhelming to a lot of people. Us rock and roll fans, you know us. We got to stick together and take care of ourselves as well as each other. So just take a few minutes and reach out to a friend or a loved one. Just say hello and ask them how they're doing. You know, sometimes just reaching out can have a huge impact on somebody's life. And if you're ever feeling down, help is always just a phone call away. The National Suicide Prevention Lifeline is available 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 365 days a year at 800-273-8255. We love each and every one of you. Prisoners of Rock and Roll is also sponsored by Boldfoot Socks, and we are so proud to have them on board because they're just good people making a good product who do good. You know, fashion styles come and go, but a solid pair of socks absolutely never goes out of style. This episode is coming out right before Christmas, so if you're still looking for some last-minute gifts, you can head on over to boldfoot.com. Every single pair they made is made right here in America, and they've got dress socks, casual socks, athletic socks, and on top of that, 5% of the profits of every single pair they sell goes to help military vets. We love people who pay it forward, especially during the holidays. 
So as soon as you're done listening to this episode, pull out your phone or grab your laptop and head on over to boldfoot.com. Check them out. Tell them that the prisoners of rock and roll sent you. That's boldfoot.com. Walking in the winter wonderland, gone away is the bluebird. Yeah, to stay is a new bird. He sings a love song as we go along, walking in the winter wonderland. That was Louis Armstrong singing Winter Wonderland. Thanks so much for sticking with us during the commercial break. I just played a minute of that because I was just enjoying it. So I just had this big stupid oh, yeah. smile on my face. And yeah, it was great. I was watching it. <laughs> oh, man, it's hard to see my smile in between the enormous, the enormous Santa Claus beard I have these days. But is man, that you, Santa Claus? Oh, again, he just did just fantastic, man. Just what a treasure listening to him is. Yeah, he's American treasure. Definitely. And that's off the album uh, Lua, Ella and Lewis Christmas with Ella Fitzgerald, who is another one like we haven't spoken about, I think, at all in the show. But again, somebody that just has such an amazing voice. You know who uh, reminds me of Christmas a lot is Rosemary Clooney. She was in A White Christmas. But yeah. she also did something with Gene Autry that I really like and I found this year was... Um, they did a, a version of The Night Before Christmas, like a song version of it. It's really good. All right, let's hear it. Twas the night before Christmas and all through the house Not a creature was stirring, not even a mouse All the stockings were hung by the chimney with care in the hope that St. Nicholas soon would be there. Then what to my wondering eyes should appear? A miniature sleigh and a tiny reindeer. A little old driver so lively and quick. I knew in a moment it must be St. Nick. And more rapid than eagles is... That's cool. Yeah, man, I've I've never heard someone put a song to that poem. Cool. I don't know. I I came across it this year. I was like, you know, Gene Autry is known for the Frosty the Snowman and everything like that, but this is definitely something different to talk about. I was digging that. Rosemary Clooney, totally one of those people that only pops up at Christmas time, largely forgotten. Just uh, you know, a lot of these guys are considered easy listening, which is just not a it's not a very popular type of modern music anymore, but. Still good. I love, man, every year at my house. I personally listen to The Night Before Christmas being narrated by uh, the old Phillies broadcaster, Howie Callis. Oh, God. Love yes. it. Love it. Yes. Yes. He, he was one of my one of my favorite. One of the reasons I'm a huge baseball fan. And it's yes. on YouTube. And I fire that up once a year. Dude, but, how did we not talk about Darnley Love yet? So I do. To me, Darlene Love is she is the queen of Christmas. Mariah is not Mariah Carey. It is not Mariah Carey. No, this is probably in my uh, Christmas baby. Come home. uh, Please, baby, please come home is in my top five Christmas songs of all time.
flawless. That is rock and roll. I mean, I know it's a Christmas song, but man, so rocking. Whenever I hear that, I'm instantly, I like can picture where I was as a kid hearing it, like being at my, uh, my whole mom's side of my family getting together on Christmas Eve. My mom yeah. grew up in a very working class part of Northeast Philadelphia, and we would go to my grandmom's house on Christmas Eve. And I just, I'm immediately there. I can, the smells and the, the people, the lights and everything, it just, it's a time machine. It reminds me of like those the those little parties you have in, in school right before Christmas, like that day before you get that day of when you get a half a day before you get left out, especially in grammar school. That's what, okay. That's what reminds me of these songs, you know. Same thing, like time machine, right? You're just immediately yeah. back. And if uh you know, if I ever had to give a class and try to tell somebody or teach what the uh, Phil Spector wall of sound is, that's yeah. a song I would I would show. That is a it's like just clinical definition of that the wall of sound. You want to hear another wall of sound song? I would love to. Uh the crystals doing Santa Claus is coming to town. Phil Spector was a uh, grade A uh, crumb of a human being, but yes, he was. But he made a great he, Christmas album. <laughs> yeah, right. We can, uh, you know, shit bag of the week. Dun, dun, dun. But yeah, he, yeah. he could produce some some great stuff. The Crystals doing Santa Claus coming to town. Here you go. so good it's like dude i just got a flashback the scene in goodfellas when they're like don't spend any money don't spend any money and they're playing this song in the background ray Liotta's bringing the big tree in and giving his wife like the hanukkah money and shit the wonderful christmas <laughs> holiday memory yeah. you said before you we could do something on phil specter like just as a producer without getting into the you know the the murder he committed, but just um, Dude, he did that from everything from that the John Lennon to the Ramones. I mean, yeah, who, that I mean, you got to be a little crazy to do shit like that. At some point, you got to separate like the the dude from the the artistry because you can't. It's it's not you can't just be like oh well he was a he was a dirtbag of a person which we're not debating that but it's like you just you can't just dismiss what he did creatively yeah. because he was such a scumbag he was groundbreaking in the recording studio yeah absolutely yeah yeah but and uh you're right and it's i, I associate that sound with christmas stuff i guess as much as anything you know i really like you put on this playlist was johnny mathis johnny mathis is another dude that was um Oh, you know what, dude? I was wrong. It wasn't Brenda Lee who was the third best-selling artist in the 20th century. It was Johnny Mathis. Wow. Johnny Mathis has sold 360 million records. Oh, wow. So it was Elvis, Sinatra, and Johnny Mathis were the top three. I'm sorry. I thought it was Brenda Lee, and I, I, I had my notes wrong. But 
And again, a dude who just only shows up at Christmas time. Doesn't your dad like Johnny Mathis a lot? He loves Johnny Mathis. I cannot mention Johnny Mathis and not think of my father. (laughs) You're saying it quietly so he doesn't come storming down the stairs and go, you're talking about Johnny Mathis. Yeah, let me tell you. Let me tell you about Johnny Mathis. (laughs) Here's a little We Need a Little Christmas. I may be rushing things, but deck the halls again now. For we need a little Christmas, right this very minute. Candles and the women, carol by the spinet. Yes, we need a little Christmas, right this very minute. Hasn't snowed a single furry, but Santa dear, we're in a hurry. Climb down the chimney. I love Johnny Mathis. Heavenly's a great album. Great album, man. That was an album my dad raised us on. Yeah, it's very like, ballady. A lot of ballads. Yeah, great album. You also put Sleigh Ride on here. I love Sleigh Ride. This was totally something like I had the song in my head and I was like, who sings that? And I, it took me a while to find it, but here you go. You'll know it when you hear it. Love I love that because it because they have the instruments mo- like making the sounds of the horse, like the clopping and the, yeah. the, the whinny and the whip sounds. Just cool. I love the instrumental. The instrumental is way better than like the vocal version. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah, I don't need the forever words. to took me forever to find who the heck I'm like. I mean, it's just like a, you know, like a pops orchestra doing it. But mm. yeah, it's cl- timeless. Dude, how did we not talk about the king of rock and roll yet? Elvis Presley Christmas, baby. One of the greatest Christmas albums of all time. Man, he he's got Blue Christmas. He's got a, he had a handful of like big, big time Christmas songs. But you put Here Comes Santa Claus on here. Yeah, 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 yeah. Here comes Santa Claus. Here comes Santa Claus. Right down Santa Claus Lane. He's got a bag that's filled with toys for boys and girls again. Hear those sleigh bells jingle jangle, what a beautiful sight. Jump in bed and cover up your head, cause Santa Claus comes tonight. The best. Right? Am I wrong? No, absolutely not. It's got every, it's not overdone. He's like not overdoing it, but the way his voice like drops and comes up. Yeah, he's right. Yeah. You know, like it's amazing. He's leaning into the persona of Elvis. And uh, it's got that little, like the line in there, like remind us that we're all God's children. Cause Elvis was like, was a very religious person. Yeah. So it's just, uh, yeah, it's cool. It just, it captures Elvis perfectly. There's a couple of songs left here, Bruce. Yep. Christmas is nothing without Andy Williams, bro. Yeah. It's the most wonderful time of the year, Andy Williams. It's the most wonderful time of the year. It's the happiest season of all. 
with those holiday greetings and gay happy meetings when friends come to call. It's the happiest season of all. Be parties. Do you remember the commercial, back to school commercial there was back in the day? And it was the it was the kids going back to school and the parents all jumping up and down. They're playing this song in the background. Yeah, I think so. That shit was funny, man. He's That's another what I dude. always think of. He's another dude that when I looked up to him, I looked him up and I was like, oh, my God, he had like he had three platinum albums. And at some point he had more gold records than anybody in history other than Elvis Sinatra and Johnny Mathis. And I was like, I don't know anything about him other than his Christmas stuff. And then he had like a he had like a variety show. Dude, time erases everything, bro. It's a great, great point. I mean, it's music just disappearing, and this is why we have to keep it alive, man. Right. I guess especially when you have, like, streaming platforms and so many, like, thousands and thousands of more music coming out every day when everybody, anybody can produce something and release it, right? And these guys just, they just fall off the radar. I got one more song for you, Bruce. And uh, all right, let's do it. Let's bring it home. Christmas is nothing without Bing Crosby, Bruce. I'm sorry. Uh, I know. Yes. I know we don't like them, but that's why I save them for last. Nothing. Christmas is nothing without White Christmas, brother. I totally agree. He is another dude, man. That, um, like I said before, some of these guys being multimedia stars. Like he made over 70 movies. He recorded over 1,600 songs. He was one of the biggest stars in the world and i read an article from music digest they said in uh 1948 50 percent of all of the songs that were played on the radio were bing crosby songs wow this is like amazing right it's like holy shit 50 percent of all the all the hours that they were playing music half of it was him here's white christmas Sweethearts glisten and children listen to hear sleigh bells in the snow. I'm dreaming of a white Christmas. That movie is awesome. I mean, I watched it for the first time this month, and I always thought it was like this chick flick. But then I'm watching it. It's really this dude movie about the army and stuff like that. You ever watch it? I have not. Dude, you, you should watch it. It's, we talk about the, um, the troops and how they come home and they have a hard time coming home. That's what White Christmas is basically about. Yeah, I'll, to, I'll put it on my list. I'll check it out. Just in terms of Christmas music, there are a few things that are more timeless than Bing Crosby singing Christmas music. I'm going to have a wonderful Christmas, Bruce. I hope you do, too. I am, dude. I'm looking forward to it. We're recording this on the 13th, so we got like a week and a half left. We're winding down. I think I'm largely done my shopping, although I do have unwrapped gifts like all over the place in my office around me. That's but the way Christmas goes. It is indeed. All right, dude. Let's... uh. Let me go into the back end of the show. I only got a couple things, but here you go. I'll do some listener feedback first, some second thoughts. So the first one was 
Joe Roberts on Twitter gave us his top five Springsteen albums. He said Darkness, Tunnel of Love, Nebraska, The River, and Born to Run. Tunnel of Love was not even on my radar. Yeah, Tunnel of Love's a great album. Yeah, it's not bad. Not yeah, bad, but I appreciate the guy giving us giving his thoughts. Thank you, man. Thanks for listening. Right on, dude. And then we had an email from Jackie from Seattle. We love yeah. hearing from Jackie from Seattle. Jackie, Merry Christmas. Right. Merry Christmas. Here we go. Dear Bruce and MC Cusker. Yeah. Man, another banger episode. Bruce is the best. She means he something. is. I would like to shout out two of my personal favorites. One, Jungle Land Live at the Madison Square Garden, starring the late great Clarence Clemens on Saxon. Two, Santa Claus is coming to town. I'd also like to share that I spent a lifetime going to a ton of concert films on the big screen. In early stupid COVID, I went to the Oak Tree Cinema in North Seattle to watch Western Stars, Bruce's Barn Concert. Imagine me alone in a dark, empty auditorium, crunching on my container of fortune cookies from the Asian grocer next door, enjoying all the great music. It was deeply moving. Like a prayer, truly. I highly recommend it. Then, flash me back to the earlier days of MTV when I would take sick days off of work so I could stay home and watch music videos all day. They played Dancing in the Dark a lot back then because it was such a mega hit. I did feel guilty, but it was worth it. Moving on, I have to tell you boys what a huge thrill it was having the warden on the One Hit Wonders episode. So damn fun, he rules. Happy three-year anniversary and happy 55th anniversary to McCusker's Tavern. I've seen pictures of it online, and it looks right up my alley. Thanks again for another fantastic episode. I'm really looking forward to your Christmas party episode. You fellas enjoy the holidays now you're here. Kisses, Jackie in Seattle. Thank you, Jackie. Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. Right on. I wrote her back and was like, dude, it is always great to hear from you. And I, I shared with a couple uh, Springsteen memories of my own with her. And, you know, Jackie, if you're ever out this way, please drop us a line if you're ever going to stop in McCusker's. Uh, whether you want a cold beverage or a soda or whatever, the first one is on us. We would love to meet you in person sometime. And we will make sure the warden is there. Yes. So and I did send that feedback to the warden and I said I was at a Christmas party with him last weekend and he was talking about how much fun he had being on our show. And he said to make sure that he thanks that uh, we tell him thank you to Jackie in Seattle and John Tex. He, we read an uh, email from him a couple of weeks ago. Guy in Wisconsin wrote us in saying he enjoyed hearing the warden. So the warden has fans. We'll have to have him back sometime. Um, the warden. Ta-da. So then we also got an email from Donald Simmons. So we were doing some episode and I talked about the song Fancy Like by Walker Hayes and how much I hate it. And Donald wrote us in and he was like, I hate that freaking song. He said he almost broke up with his girlfriend because he yeah, because he hated it so much and she liked it. And I found out Walker Hayes made a Christmas song where it's just the song is just called Fancy Like Christmas. And it's the same friggin song. And he just added some jingle bells to it. So I sent it to Donald and I was like, oh, my God, did you hear this? And he wrote me back and he said, you want to hear some hilarious Christmas music? Look up a song by an artist called Wing called Santa Claus is on a Helicopter. It's a Korean woman, and I think she's actually trying to be serious. It's much better than Walker Hayes, though. I will tell you that. And he said, uh, South Park did an episode with her on it. It's so funny. She's perfect for the electric chair. I'll play a second of this song. It was yeah, so I know bad. nothing of it. Santa Claus on a Helicopter by Wing. This Wing... It's a beautiful song about Santa Claus on a helicopter, not a traditional sleigh cart. Santa Claus on a helicopter. 
She's got albums out, dude. Here, you want to hear her sing Let It Be by the Beatles? I was gonna say she sounds like Yoko. Yeah, it's really here. When I find myself in times of trouble, Mother Mary's come to me, picking words of wisdom. I can't, I can't. Jesus. Uh, <laughs> oh God. Uh, so you, you can't get any worse. <laughs> I don't I don't even know the ACDC song that Donald referenced. I, I'll have to go looking for it. And apparently she was on South Park one episode. That's funny. But I appreciated you sending that to us, Donald. Music news, man. I only had one thing. And that was about the punk band Social Distortion. So Social Distortion announced that they are hitting the road next spring with Bad Religion. Social D will be playing their 1983 debut album, Mommy's Little Monster, in its entirety to celebrate its 40th anniversary. Wow. They were supposed to do that last year, but they canceled their 2023 tour because the singer Mike Ness was diagnosed with tonsil cancer. So he's back. And they're going back out on the road. They're ready to kick ass. I can't wait for that show, man. I love them. They are my second favorite band after Springsteen. Yeah. You and I are going to that. Oh, yeah, dude. I, I told you last night I'm off that night. So when you yeah. buy tickets, buy me a ticket. We are going, dude. I know uh, my kids are both really into them. We're going to go. Yeah. My wife loves them. Um, Bad Religion is great, too. Yes. They also yes. have an awesome Christmas album out. Yeah. And dude. I'm looking forward to that. And uh, I'm going to see them twice next year because the tour that they canceled, they, they're picking up in the fall. So I already got an email saying that. Uh, Are they playing the Star Starland? Yeah, up in the Starland Ballroom. They're gonna, oh, maybe I can make that one, too. That's like in, uh, it's like in October, dude. I'll, like the 13th or something. I'll look up the date. I'll send it to you. Yeah, because I wanted but, to go to that, that one, but Fish was playing the same night. And I couldn't make okay. that show. Yes, right. Yeah, we did talk about going and you you had fish tickets at night yeah dude that'd be great i i love seeing them live uh they're fantastic so yeah mike ness is the man i told that to his face one time and he laughed i i at the pearl jam show he comes walking off the stage and i'm like in back of the stage i'm like yo mike he looks up like you're the fucking man and he start laughing like like real sad like i said it to him that's fantastic I'm a big fan of his. Yeah, dude. I, I know we already killed uh, that wing song that Donald sent us, but uh, you got something for the electric I chair? I totally hate the 12 days of Christmas, man. Like, totally. It's too long. It's Ugh. dragged out. It's uh, I've never heard of any of the things that they say to the song to do with Christmas. Nobody wants any of that stuff, man. A lot of birds. Yeah, let's kill a version. How about Perry Como did a version of it? On 
the first day of Christmas, my true love gave to me a partridge in a pear tree. You know what I mean? It's just lame. On the second day of Christmas, my true love gave right, to me. I don't me want that shit. Two turtle doves and a partridge in a pear tree. You gotta feed the birds. You gotta and clean them up after the birds. You have some birds. You, you got chickens. Three French hens. I do have chickens, but I don't want all these and all this shit. In a pear tree. Oh, I hate this fucking song. Day of Christmas, all right, you just get it, get it. We sentence you to death. Who are we to sentence a Christmas song to death? <laughs> we are awful. <laughs> hey. Yeah, I that's just if the song is too long and it just rambles on, I, I, I don't it. like it. Yeah, it's not my bag, but all right. Well, that is a wrap on episode 75. And this is also our last episode for season three of Prisoners of Rock and Roll. But don't worry, we're gonna be back in early 2024. We already have a really long list of topics scribbled down that we're gonna start working through. And if you need some classy, classic Christmas music to listen to while you're getting ready for that party or spending time with your family. We got you covered. We put together a playlist with all the music we talked about tonight, and there's a link to it down in the show notes. And you can go down there to find a link to our website, our social media, our email address, and directions to McCusker's Tavern in Philadelphia. And before we split, I just want to wish every single one of you listening to us a really happy holidays, and particularly to you, Ryan, Thank and you, your dad. Uh, to you and your family, um, I hope you have a wonderful 2024, and... We keep doing this and have a fun time. I am going to have a wonderful 2024 because I get to talk yes, music sir. with you once every two weeks. You're my boy. You're one of my bestest friends, my closest camaraderie dudes, <laughs> whatever. You're you're my boy, kid. I love talking music with you every two weeks. And it's funny when you said something you know, a couple of weeks, a couple of shows ago that we've been friends for almost 30 years. Oh. And so we've been, and we still uh, haven't run out of shit to talk about all the music. Oh, so no. I will see you one day next week. Yeah. I said, I'll, I'll shoot you a text and I'll, I'm going to run down to the bar and Very drop cool. something off for you. Everyone so. have a cool Yule and keep on rocking. Ho, ho, ho. Peace out. I'm just a achieve the American dream. The big house, the happy family, the money. 911, what's your emergency? Would you put in the hours? Would you take a big swing? What's the problem? What's the problem? Would you lie? Would you cheat? Would they shop? Would they shop? Would you kill? Yes. <laughs> My mom and dad. My mom and my dad. From Airship, the studio behind American Scandal comes a new true crime history podcast. I'm Jeremy Schwartz, 
and I'll be taking you inside the minds of some of our most notorious felons and outlaws, exploring the dark side of the American dream. In my new show, American Criminal, you'll meet the picture-perfect brothers who killed their parents, the thief who stole babies, the crypto king who siphoned off billions and plenty more. From assassins and gangsters to killers and con artists, whatever the case, whoever the criminal, you don't know the full story until now. Don't miss the debut season of American Criminal, the Menendez Brothers, beginning February 29th. Listen wherever you get your podcasts, or to get early ad-free access to the entire season first, plus hundreds of other ad-free history podcast episodes, subscribe at intohistory.com.